Welcome back to another fire episode of Slam Presents Hoop Ties with Amai K. Smith. I am the one and only. We have a very special guest, two-time all-star, four-time rebounding champ, Andre Drummond in the building. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. What's the word? How you doing? How you doing? You all right? I'm doing good, man. Where you at right now? Uh, Florida. Florida, you Miami. Florida? Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, you now you grew up in Connecticut, right? I did, indeed. How was, how was that experience growing up, you know, as a youth and also playing high school basketball out in Middletown, Connecticut? I think Connecticut is very underrated uh, in terms of talent. And, you know, Connecticut is like a little version of like New York. We have a lot of similarities with how New York moves with their swag and how they dress and it's the toughness of the city. But uh, Connecticut has its own swag that uh, separates us. So you, is that close to Hartford? Because I got a homie that lives yeah, in Hartford. Yeah, where I, where I live, uh, Middletown is like 20, 30, 30 minutes from uh, to Hartford. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you play high school basketball there. You have your foundation there, the Drummond Foundation at Middlesex, YMCA. Talk about why you created that. Yeah, I created that because I wanted to always remind my city that I am a Connecticut kid, that I always come back and give back to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Middletown, Middlesex YMCA is where basketball started for me. Uh, driving, I forgot how far, how many miles it was, but that would bike every day from my house to the YMCA, from morning to back and forth every day, just working on my game, playing with the older kids and, you know, doing camps there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were the number one coming out, high school recruit coming out, and then you decided to go to UConn after you kind of reclassified. Um, you're supposed to go right. to another school, and you reclassified to go to UConn. What led you to UConn? What led me to UConn was a family decision because, like, as you said, I wasn't going to go back to high school and play my last year. My best friend, Mike, who to this day still doesn't let me live down that decision because yeah. he reclassified to play his last year with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't do that with him. So he was pretty upset about that. So whenever Mike watches this, I know he's probably giving me the middle finger right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, UConn was an easy decision for me because – I've been a UConn fan for as long as I can remember. Stanley Johnson, rest in peace. I mean, Stanley Robinson, rest his soul. And uh, Jerome Dyson used to come to my aunt's salon to get their hair braided. So mm-hmm. I used to see those guys all the time and just being able to go watch their games and being able to play against those guys when I got to high school. You know, I just fell in love with the program, fell in love with Jim Calhoun and uh, what Connecticut basketball represents. Now, you had to walk on there. You didn't get a scholarship, right? Right. Right, yeah. right. That was, that was the kicker. That was the kicker of my decision. Yeah. That, you know, I thought I was just going to be able to just declare for school and scholarships would just be there. But the timing of when I decided to declare, uh, scholarships were already handed out. Schools getting ready to start, so I had to become a walk on. And I think to this day, I might be the best walk on to ever play. If yeah, I think it, I think yeah. I mean, top, <laughs> probably probably top two. I would say um. You and I would say Scotty Pippen. You know, Scotty uh, Pippen. Yes, to, yes, Scotty Pippen, definitely, for he sure. He went to Central Arkansas. He was like 6'2", student manager, and then basically he right. walked on and stuff like that, and he shot up like 6'7". So um, right. I think that's – I think – that's probably the one. <laughs> you no, and, then, sure. uh, and then Scotty Pippen. Well, how was it playing for Jim Calhoun? You know, he's a legend. Playing for Jim Calhoun is not for the weak. He is as intense as people think he is. Yeah, uh, he holds his players accountable, but you love him for it. Uh, he gets the best out of each and every one of his players, and especially me playing for him. He just knew the right things to say, or he knew like the different facial expressions to give me for me to like lock back in and you know play my game when things got rough. But uh, he is a guy I still talk to to this day. 
Uh, he yeah. always checks on myself. He checks on the rest of his players. So he's definitely a yeah. player. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you kind of just won a national championship this year. So I mean, you kind of yeah. always had the great coaches, <laughs> great program and stuff like that. But, you know, let's talk some NBA. I want to know Andre Drummond, like, what was your first um, him moment? Like, not getting drafted or anything, but like, <laughs> when you realize, like, yo, I'm that dude. I think the moment I knew that was when I won the rookie sophomore MVP when I had 30, 25, and like four blocks or something like that. Yeah. I feel like after that moment, I was like, all right, I think I've arrived. It's like <laughs> I'm starting to like come into my own now. You know, doing that my yeah. second year is uh is nuts. Mm -hmm. Uh what about your time playing in Detroit? How was that? My time playing in Detroit was memorable, man. You know, I pretty yeah. much grew up in Detroit from the age of 18 to 27. You know, I played there for a really long time. I grew up there, you know, I still have family that lives there. And uh, I, every time I go back, it just feels like home. Like, you know, when you go somewhere, yeah. you, feel like you, you know, you resonate with it. So anytime I go to go to Detroit, I just love being there. They got it. And they got a good, I feel like they got some potential. They you know they got Cade. Yeah, they got some young talent, yeah. man. Durham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely some young talent. Now, you came into the league in 2012. So I feel like when you came into the league, Andre, it was like your traditional power forward, your traditional center, two posts on the block, two bigs right. on the block. But talk to me, like, how – when did that kind of shift? Like, you've was you been in the league for over a decade. So when did it kind of, like, change? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I noticed the change once guys like Chan and Fry came around. Uh, like, a lot of the taller centers in that 2000, like, the 14, 15, 16 yeah. era, Brzingis is that came in, you know, all the stretch fives that started coming in around that era is when the game started to change. And when the Warriors, you know, won their first title by shooting all those threes at a high yeah. clip is when I think coaches started trying to get everybody to shoot the three. So, yeah, I think for me, from what I know to from then to now, you know, the land of the Giants, you know, died for a little bit, you know, where centers, traditional centers weren't looked at as valuable. Mm -hmm. But I think in today's game, it's starting to come back around again. So do you feel like your position is heading towards a more positive direction or negative direction? Because I even though I feel positive. like you, you, you're more positive, go ahead. Yeah, I think more positive. And I, and I feel that way because a lot of teams are getting like manhandled, like the small ball starting to get, get exposed where teams are playing a lot bigger and they're bullying the smaller players. Like you, if you guys miss a three and we're coming on getting, you know, twos and threes, you know, it's going to make it a long night. If you're too big and too strong and too fast, it makes the game a lot difficult for those guys. Yeah, especially in the playoffs when the game slows down and we start talking about, like, the playoffs is rebounding, defense, and then I feel like scoring at the second level of the basketball court, those are the three things that you need to do to win, like, playoff games and right. to go on it really, really far. But I want to ask you, do you feel like it's more pressure, though, for some traditional bigs in the league to kind of, like, work on more of their skill set, even though, like you said, you feel like it's coming back? Yeah, I think it's very beneficial to have that in your arsenal in today's game, regardless of being a traditional big or not. For myself, I shoot a lot of corner threes in my workouts in the summertime because I shoot corner threes in top of the three, uh, top of the key, uh, because those are the shots that I'll probably get at the end of shot clocks or if it's a end of a play, you know, being able to shoot that shot comfortably, regardless of it being your main shot, is key. So... I want to talk about rebounding. We know you're a four-time <laughs> rebounding champ, one of the best rebounders this league has ever seen. Um, talk to me about the importance of rebounding. 
the importance of rebounding is becoming a factor again now in today's game. I mean, it's starting to come back around where it's starting to become very important because teams are getting, you know, out, out rebounded and they're losing the game on the board. So yeah. I think that position for rebounding is starting to become more important again, which falls under my category. Yeah. Uh, I've been blessed to stay with the times, man. You know, very blessed to stay with the times, you know, despite the change of the game, you know, I've managed to stay with the time due to my, my defense and my quickness of my feet. So would you consider rebounding a skill? It's an art. Okay. It's an art. I think it's an art because it's not something you could just go out there and do. Like as someone goes out there and, and is able to shoot a three and it's unexplainable, they're just good at it. I mm-hmm. think with rebounding, like you have to have a real knack for wanting to go after the basketball every single possession. Who are some guys that you grew up studying and watching? Yeah, Dwight Howard is definitely one of the guys I love watching. Uh, Dennis Rodman, uh, Horace Grant, Shaq. Mm. Uh, I mean, I can go on the list of the great bigs, Hakeem. You know, guys that are really, really good in that space. Yeah, relocating, you know, bumping guys, finding a position. That makes sense. Uh, I want to ask you a question. DeMarcus Cousins, he came out about a month ago, and he said, other than Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid, he said right now, he's still the third best center in the league, even though he's not in the league anymore. What is your take on that? I think DeMarcus Cousins is a very good basketball player, and I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, I think I'm one of the best players in the league. I mean, rightfully so. You're not going to downplay yourself, so I respect right. the fact he feels that way. So if he feels that way, I'm riding with it. As long as you believe it, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the next person thinks. Right. So who would you say, in your opinion, you know, at your position, who is the – the alpha who's the guy right now i mean the guy that just won the mvp so i guess you have to say joel Embiid is the guy that's at the top of the top of the mountain right now would you say i'm surprised you said joe i'm not, not really surprised you said joel because he did win the mvp but i'm right. a little surprised because uh just what we saw in the second round in the playoffs for sure um, again with, with joel it's just like we we see him in the regular season he dominates you know but it seems like he kind of tires out when we get to the second round especially in the fourth quarter and then we got a guy nicole Jokic as we're seeing right now against the Los Angeles Lakers in that series, like he's playing phenomenal and he's just not even like his skill set. It's more so his like condition has been the most impressive to me. Um, so would you, you really think that Joel Embiid is better than, than Nicole Jokic or do you just feel like right now you're going to give it to Joel because he won the MVP? Yeah, I think uh, Nicole Jokic is an outstanding basketball player. I mean, his numbers mm-hmm. show done for his team is outstanding, but you know, as of right now, the NBA feels Joel Embiid is the best yeah. player in the league. <laughs> there's not, not much more I could really say to like change yeah, yeah. mind. That's what, that's what the league thinks and you know, that's what you got to go with. I've played with Joel. I've got a chance to watch him and how much work he puts in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he just needs a little more help, I guess, to help him get over that hump, but he's definitely a dominant, dominant player along with Jokic. Which big man in the league do you feel like is a little, maybe not underrated, but underappreciated? Underappreciated. Um, that's a good question because I'm not going to use myself. Um, I think the young bigs, all the young bigs in the league, man, I think um, they're coming into a league with uh, – a lot of experienced veterans, and I think they're holding their own. You know, like the guys, like the younger teams now in Houston, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit with Darren, uh, 
OKC, their young core is really awesome too. So definitely uh, appreciate young talent. What about what's your thoughts on Victor Wimiana coming out? I mean, he just the Spurs just got the number one overall pick. We know the historic, you know, with the San Antonio Spurs with Tim Duncan and uh, Robertson. Now he's going to be potentially the next big to kind of carry on that mantle. How do you think he's going to fare within the NBA? I think it's a, a good chance to be really good. I mean, he's very talented from what I've seen. He has pro experience. Um, excited to see how he handles the physicality of the game and, yeah, you know, see what, what comes for him. What position do you think they should play on, man? Because, I mean, he's 7'5", so technically people are going to stay center, yeah. but right. I don't know. Like you said, the physicality in the league is different than – Yeah, I mean, the same thing, just... same thing he's got to be almost like a Kevin Durant. Got to play a 3-4. 3-4, like a hybrid post kind of. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, NBA Finals, Andre. Who you who you got? Oh man. <laughs> I like the Boston Miami series. I'm a fan of both teams. I think it's gonna be a, a very, very defensive orientated game. I yeah. think it's gonna be a team that gets the most stops and finishes the most efficiently on the offensive end. Um, I like Boston. I like Boston. I like Boston going to the finals and Denver in the finals. Denver in the finals. Why, why Boston? Boston in how many games? I think Boston in six and then Denver in seven. Denver in seven? I'm surprised. You know, I'm I'm not really – I mean, I'm, I'm a little shocked because you played with the Lakers in 2021, and I kind of feel like that Lakers team you was on, I feel like an Anthony Davis didn't get hurt. I feel like you guys had a really Good great chance. chance, really great chance to win. Like, what – did Anthony Davis just get hurt? Like, what happened that series? It was just like that kind of hit the nail on the coffin a little bit, or yeah, it was just it was just tough for us to build any chemistry with my addition later in the season, and those two guys being uh, injured during the time, and then when they came back and AD got hurt again, uh, it just was tough, man. It was just tough. I feel like if he was healthy, I think it would have been a different narrative. I think we had a chance to do something really special. Yeah, I mean, everybody remembers when you were kind of on the sideline. And you was kind of re- reenacting like LeBron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that whole play. Like, what was going on? Were you just trolling the Suns or what? No, uh, I think I was, I was truly enjoying my playoff experience. You know, I was in a position where, you know, I wasn't playing that much that, that game. So I said the next best thing is to be a good teammate. So I was just making the best of a good play, and we were winning the game. So it was an exciting time. What was your goals in the later part of your career? I hate to say later because you're only 29 years old, but, like, You've been in the league for 12 years. How right. long do you see yourself playing in the NBA? Um, I mean, I see myself playing for a really long time. I think, too, you know, I'm no longer serviceable. I would just shut, I'll probably just shut it down. Like, I'm not going to just hang on and yeah. just, you know, hang out on someone's bench. But if I'm still being used and being serviced, I mean, I'll stay as long as I can. After 12 years, what gets you going? Like, because, you know, anytime you've been playing basketball a long time, I only played for basically from ship four to like 22, you know, once I left college. But like what keeps you going? You've been in the league for 12 years and beyond that, growing up as a youth playing in high school and college, what still motivates you to, to do what you do every day? I think what motivates me to get up every day to play basketball is just the continuous love I have for the game and uh the new facets of the game I try to learn, you know, the more film I watch, the more I fall in love with the game because every time I watch film or watch a player that I enjoy, you know, playing against or enjoy learning from, I just find a new passion for the game. What are some of the players you enjoy watching? 
I watch Jokic. I watch Embiid. Uh, again, watch Shaq highlights. Watch Hakeem highlights. Dwight Howard highlights. You know, early in his prime, and I just retain a lot of information. Just try to study their game. Now, once again, you're one of the greatest rebounders this league has ever seen. The only player since I think Dennis Robin, 1997, to average 16 rebounds per game um, in a year. I want to know. This is final question. Like, what are your who are your top three? rebounders best rebounders of all time i gotta know you can't include yourself i cannot <laughs> you no nah, you can't include yourself you gotta pick three. Oh, damn. okay well dennis ben wallace and who else am i missing oh bill russell bill russell 22 rebounds again bill russell who's number <laughs> one though <laughs> oh number who's one the number... the number one i said dennis dennis why though uh just how much like his average? He averaged a lot of rebounds in his career, and he's done it for a long time. Yeah, I mean he he was he was a monster, I and mean, he was he was small too. That's mm-hmm. the thing. What, six seven, six seven, six seven playing center role. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. I, Draymond, I mean Draymond was. It's kind of. I know I said that was the last question, but people often talk about uh, Draymond Green and Dennis Robin. They kind of compare their, their games and things of that nature. Do you feel like Dennis would be just as impactful playing in today? Than he was in the past. Yeah, like you talking about prime Dennis Rodman. Yeah, prime Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he'd be a very high paid man. Just what he does, like the energy he brings, the effort he brings, being able to guard one through five, yeah. being able to be a tenacious rebounder defensively, he is reliable. Yeah. So, I think he'd be great in this era. Yeah, he was tough. He was he was tough, definitely tough. But Andre, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, it's, it's been a, a great conversation. Um, you got anything you want to say to Slam the Hoop Ties family? No, no, I appreciate you guys having me on here. I'm grateful. Had a great conversation, and until next time. Definitely, we had Andre Drummond on. Make sure you go like, comment, and subscribe. Hoop Ties everywhere. Also, go watch on YouTube. Once again, this is Slam presents Hoop Ties with your boy Mike Smith. We're gone, man. Peace.